What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well, and I hope that your day is off to a fantastic start as we get ready to delve into more amazing news from the wonderful world of pro wrestling. Big shouts to all of you joining us by way of the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We greatly appreciate you. Also, special shouts to all of you who are subscribed to our podcast, whether you're checking us out on Spotify, Google, Apple, thank you. It really does mean a lot. And if you're not subscribed, click that subscribe button. And if you're not getting notifications for when we drop content on the socials, go ahead and hit the notifications button as well. Those things make a massive difference. So there is a lot of news to talk about. First, got to talk about this piece of news that made its way all the way to TMZ. Now, it has been well over a year since we've seen the Velveteen Dream inside of a WWE ring. Born Patrick Clark Jr. and introduced to us by way of the Tough Enough series, the Velveteen Dream at one point was the most popular superstar in NXT. He was a former North American champion and many thought that he would make his way to the main roster and absolutely crush. However, there were some allegations that took place during the speaking out movement that he honestly never recovered from and he was subsequently released from WWE. Well, TMZ is reporting that it's been a tough couple of days for him as the Velveteen Dream has been arrested not once, but twice in Florida. So according to court records, he was initially arrested on August the 20th by the Orlando Police Department. He was booked on misdemeanor charges of battery and trespassing on property after a warning. Now, it's not exactly sure what he's been accused of, but his attorney filed a written plea of not guilty and he had an arraignment set for September that was canceled. That's from August 20th. Then on August the 26th, he was arrested yet again, this time in Orange County. He was booked on an out of county warrant for a violation of probation by the Orlando Police Department. Now, this all stemmed from a previous drug case that existed against him in Seminole County, Florida. He is currently being held on a no bond status and he is still in the Orange County Jail. He's expected to be turned over to Seminole County soon. This is bad. And it's bad for someone who is so immensely talented. We are big fans, of course, of the Velveteen Dream, but it definitely seems like this is a major issue. And again, none of this has anything to do with the things he was accused of during the Speaking Out movement. And so very challenging times for the Velveteen Dream, who I don't believe has really been back in a wrestling ring since his stint in NXT. Highly, highly unfortunate and uh, some really bad news there surrounding the Velveteen Dream. Now then, I want to spend some time talking about NXT and this Worlds Collide situation. So NXT took place last night. It was the last episode before NXT Worlds Collide, which takes place this Sunday. And as you can tell, it's a pretty massive weekend for the WWE. There's Clash in the Castle, Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, and of course, it's 7 o'clock in the UK. But 
Sunday is where things get really interesting because you've got Worlds Collide, basically NXT versus NXT UK, lots of title unifications happening, and then later that night is all out. So what exactly would this episode of NXT look like? Well, it looked very, very interesting as there were a lot of random appearances from former NXT champions, be they NXT or NXT UK title holders, to encourage participants who were involved. So we saw appearances from Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, Gunther. We even saw conversation from the former Pete Dunne. Yeah, Butch actually talked and talked sensibly to the NXT UK champion Tyler Bate. In fact, the exchanges with Tyler Bate were all very interesting. Of course, if you remember how this went down, it was Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunne, who defeated Tyler Bate for the UK championship. And then there was an incredible 45-minute war between Tyler Bate and Gunther, the former Walter, for the UK championship as well. So all of these occurrences were super interesting. Tommaso Ciampa showed up as well and several others. So yeah, you can definitely see that there's a lot of emphasis being placed on NXT Worlds Collide. Let's also get you squared away with just kind of some of the results coming out of this. So now we know what NXT Worlds Collide looks like. And what NXT Worlds Collide looks like is something like we have not seen, certainly since the inception of NXT 2.0. So here's what the current NXT Worlds Collide card looks like right now. We know that the main event is Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate in a title versus title match for the NXT and NXT UK titles. We found out last week that Mandy Rose, Mako Satamora, and Blair Davenport will be in a triple threat match to unify the NXT and NXT UK Women's Championships. We found out some more last night. For instance, we now know what the tag team unification will look like. It'll be a fatal four-way elimination match that sees Pretty Deadly and Gallus challenging for the NXT and NXT UK championships. Those challenges will involve the NXT Tag Team Champions Diamond Mine and the NXT UK Champions Briggs and Jensen. That should be fantastic. So the women's tag titles were not up for grabs because NXT UK did not have women's tag team champions. Well, that was answered as the new champions Katana Chant and Caden Carter were then interrupted by former NXT UK standouts Dewdrop and Nikki Ash formerly known as Piper Niven and Nikki Cross. So now this team from Monday Night Raw will be challenging for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. And then, this was also very interesting to me in terms of placement. The last image we see on NXT is an interview from Carmelo Hayes, the North American champion who was not scheduled to be on the card. He was saying there's no opponent, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not even going to bring my talents to this. And then who shows up but former North American champion and standout from SmackDown, Ricochet. So Ricochet will take on Carmelo Hayes. Now, I'm just going to put it out there, okay? I know NXT 2.0 has not given us a takeover. I understand that. 
But this is the first NXT 2.0 premium live event in the new regime of Triple H. And this thing is feeling an awful lot like an NXT takeover. In fact, Worlds Collide is part of that takeover brand that was brought to us, of course, by Triple H. This card feels very takeover-esque. This card, I'm just going to put it out there and say, I'm actually anticipating this card more than any other card all weekend long. More than the Clash at the Castle and more than All Out. This is going to be something I think super special for fans of wrestling and you've been wanting to see the return of that NXT black and gold feel. I think this is going to give it to us. And because it's going to give it to us, it also makes me wonder what the results of this are going to look like. Now, I know, and I've said before, on one hand, you know, this could all lean toward the current NXT champions. But there's a couple of things on here that are very interesting. Number one, I don't know that you're going to bring over folks from Raw and from SmackDown to both lose, though I do see Carmelo Hayes defeating Ricochet. No knock to Ricochet, but Ricochet has been on a bit of a roll lately. He really, really has. So this actually will be a very interesting match for sure. Then this whole Dewdrop and Nikki Ash, they have not had a win as a tag team. I'd like to see them actually get the win against Katana Chant and Caden Carter and take their talents to NXT. I would really like that. I think it would make a lot of sense and would give them the opportunity to really find the footing that they have not had as a tag team. And quite frankly, Dewdrop has not had the kind of career reflective of what Piper Niven had in NXT UK. So I guess I'm now making predictions because I've already predicted 40% of this card. So let's just finish it out, right? So for the tag team unification title match, ah, this is going to be interesting because you currently have two teams from NXT UK and two teams from NXT. There are parts of me that are leaning actually toward Gallus winning the tag team championships in this one. Now, the hardest match for me to predict is this triple threat unification match because there's a case that could be made for all three of these folks. Mandy Rose needs this win over Satamora and Davenport to really establish herself as the real women's champion. Satamora is a 30-year legend who, quite frankly, deserves the opportunity to wear the gold in NXT stateside. Here's what I think is unfortunate about her NXT UK title reign. It wasn't seen by enough people. She had some incredible matches in NXT UK, but it's very evident, obviously by the merging of these divisions, that NXT UK has not had enough eyes on it. Now, as I told you on yesterday's show, William Regal gave us more insight in terms of the expansion of NXT UK into NXT Europe, that this has actually been part of the plan all along. Obviously, most of us would not have known that. So with that said, I think Mako Satamora deserves this opportunity. But with that said, Blair Davenport is the dark horse in all of this. I think her talent is incredible. I think she's done some amazing things and Her track record speaks for itself. So either of these three are going to walk out as champion, obviously. There's a case for either of them 
I will say this, that if Mandy Rose loses, this is her ticket potentially to head back to the main roster and perhaps take Toxic Attraction with her. Leaving us with the title versus title match, Braun Breaker, Tyler Bate. Personally, I'm leaning towards Tyler Bate on this one. I think Bate deserves to win it, though... And again, if Bate wins, it gives Braun Breaker the chance to head up to Monday Night Raw. But the other side of this is Braun Breaker could win this, though I think Tyler Bate is more representative of the NXT that Triple H desires. Braun Breaker is more representative of the NXT Vince McMahon desires. So all of this means this is must-see TV. And I'm looking forward to watching what's going to happen at NXT Worlds Collide. Now, we could end the show there, but we aren't because today's a pretty special day. And we're going to get into why it's a special day when we come back. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. Hey, is taking How about that? Oh. The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. A few minutes later, it was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win, if they need each other to survive, if they're going to make it to the end, they're going to have to work together and not against each other. Somebody call his mama, GB! It's the cat! Ernest Miller, the three-time World Karate Champion. Unbelievable. And this right here. Look at this oh face on my mind. Oh, hang on. Wait. What? It's Danny. It's Danny Jordan. Don't do it. I think we all know what he has in mind. Oh, my God. Oh, God. A Death Valley driver right under the barbed wire. Oh, 
an insane ending to a wild night here at the fourth annual Rumble Jack. So yesterday is the official day, but we're going to acknowledge it today as it is now official. Roman Reigns has now spent exactly two years as the WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. His reign began on August the 30th, 2020, by winning a triple threat match at Payback, where he defeated Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman to become the Universal Champion. Now, this happened literally about eight days after SummerSlam when he reappeared back in 2020 and uh, certainly made a massive difference when he speared Bray Wyatt after Bray Wyatt had just won the Universal Championship. So with all of this said, things are incredibly interesting as we talk about what has been this two-year reign for Roman Reigns. He has done some things that has just been incredible. Think about this. He has successfully defended this championship in this reign more than 20 times. I don't know that we understand just how significant of a number that is, but 20 successful title defenses is unheard of in the modern era. And the names that he's defeated, Rey Mysterio, Edge, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Kevin Owens, and many, many others, right? Like, this has been incredible. Brock Lesnar, you know, he has done it all. And we've heard this particular stat on WWE television quite a bit. But think about this. We have to go all the way back to 1984 to 1988. That was the last time that the WWE has seen a world championship reign last for at least two years. And that one was a four-year reign by Hulk Hogan, his first reign as WWE champion. He now joins Hogan, Bruno Sammartino, Bob Backlund, and Pedro Morales for the champions with the longest title reigns. This is incredible when you think about this. So congratulations again to Roman Reigns, two years as the world champion, and he looks to obviously keep that reign going at Clash at the Castle. Now, believe it or not, there are all sorts of rumors floating around as to whether or not Roman will lose this title this Saturday. Now, if you leave it to me, there's no way. So I know you've got Drew McIntyre fighting for the championship in Cardiff, Wales, in front of potentially 60,000 people. It seems like the moment that Drew McIntyre has been waiting for. He did not get that WrestleMania win for a world championship with a crowd in 2020. He beat Brock Lesnar in front of nobody, literally. 2021, he opens up WrestleMania uh, fighting for the championship against Bobby Lashley and loses. So, no, we've not seen Drew McIntyre get that championship victory in front of a crowd he wants. It seems as though this would be the perfect environment for it to happen. But is it? And I'm starting to feel like this championship reign of Roman Reigns is almost akin to the Undertaker streak. Now, don't misunderstand me. 21 years, 22 years undefeated at WrestleMania is something that we'll likely never, ever see, see again. However, this two-year reign as Universal Champion is something we've not seen in 40 years. 
40 years. So this to me is equally important. And who ends up beating Roman Reigns, I think speaks volumes. I'm not convinced that Drew McIntyre is that guy as of yet, though I wonder if you guys can convince me. So do you think that Drew McIntyre should be the guy to take the title off of Roman Reigns and that it should happen at an event like Clash at the Castle? Should something like this happen perhaps at a Mania, Survivor Series, a larger event? I don't know. But let me know what you think about this. So things are getting super interesting. Of course, we know All Out is happening this Sunday for AEW. I imagine that tonight, which begins a week worth of television in Chicago, should give us some idea in terms of what the main event of All Out is. It has not been officially announced, though it is being rumored that it will still be Moxley versus Punk for the championship. Again, after that match last week, I personally don't have any interest in seeing Punk versus Moxley again. So I don't know what they're going to do tonight to perhaps jog our interest in this particular rematch. But things are certainly interesting in the world of AEW. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. With that said, things are going to get very interesting and certainly we'll be keeping you posted on that. And I'm curious, what topics would you like to see us talk about as we're moving out of summer and into the fall? Hit us up on the socials. Let us know. We will certainly consider all of those topics. Shout out to all of our new listeners. Again, we've been getting more new listeners left and right on a daily basis. I appreciate all of your feedback and kind words. It means an awful lot. Do me a favor. Share what we're doing with the faction, with your friends, your followers. I know you've got at least three fellow wrestling fans who you like talking wrestling with who would enjoy this conversation all right guys until next time representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray my name is gerard bonner and this is the faction I lead my people. Here we go.